0: Music, news, interviews, live events, and more. Welcome to The Hivecast with Matt Pinfield. Hey, it's Matt Pinfield and it's The Hivecast. And I'm really excited to have Big Boy as my guest today. It's great to see you, Antoine. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Good to see you again, Matt. Absolutely. The new record is called Vicious Lies and Dangerous Rumors, which is such a cool title. It's a great title. Tell me where where that came from.
1: Uh, the, The title actually originated from my grandmother, Uh, Edna May Cares, rest in peace. She passed away about a year ago um, around this time, and it was going to be the title of her book, actually, her autobiography. And she was a hustler, and she was going to divulge family secrets, but she was like, she didn't want to do it because it was going to eventually pretty much tear down different families within our extended family because she was going to tell everything on everybody, and she didn't want to destroy people's families. So, you know.
0: Especially with the younger ones, right? Like, to have them have to live around that
1: kind of thing. In in essence, to me, it's like, you know, the undisputed truth. So, um, there's another meaning, uh, there's it's a dual meaning to it. Uh, the other side of it is, you know, being at a, the age of information where at the touch of a finger you can kind of, you know, access any type of information you want to because the world is connected from pet grooming to world history to politics to fitness, anything, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can get out and really just find factual information and it goes twofold because now you have social media where uh, rumors can somehow become fact by just, you know, somebody just spreading just anything about you. So. You know, the truth is out that you just got to find it.
0: Yeah, it's true. And, you know, that's the thing that people say because, you know, I mean, there was a, a few years ago, big boy, there was a, a paragraph added to my Wikipedia uh, biography page that said death. And it said that I was died in Saudi Arabia and was carried on the back of a camel to like a hospital. And people started calling like the lines at 1019RXP and Hot 97 where our studios were. And they just kept calling, well, yeah, still dead. It's
1: crazy. And it was cra- crazy. Crazy, you know, man. It was, yeah, yeah, you got to get, get out there and find it.
0: I love that you said The Undisputed Truth, which is a, yeah. a great Motown band from like the beginning of the 70s. Okay, then. Smiling faces yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Classic song. You got right? it. Matt Penfield was the man. I <laughs> no, that music. I love all that stuff. For sure, you know? for sure. I love, speaking of the people that you have on the record here, you got mm-hmm. some great people that you worked with on yep. here. Now, one of my favorite songs on the record is She Said Okay, and okay. I thought it was just so... I like with this big boy that you're, you're still like, it's a, it's fun, it's yeah. sexual, it's playful, yeah. it's cool. Now, you did that with uh, Theophilus London. Tell right, me about right. working with him.
1: Actually, that collaboration came about, um, actually, Theophilus and I, on my last record. I toured like 18 months, and me and him did uh, two tours, one in Europe and one in Australia and New Zealand. And we would go to clubs after the shows and, you know, kind of mess around and get on the microphone. So after the tour, it was like, we need to hook up in the studio. And actually, the production was done by my partner. Chris Carmouche, who is my co executive producer on this album, and Theopolis hopped on it. And then I went in and just came in and killed the rest along with Trey Luce and just, you know, making good songs, man. It's all about, you know, feel good music and really having fun with your life, man. I mean, it's a little raunchy, but at the same time, it's you know you can't take things too serious. You know what I'm Yeah, you I mean that you're having
0: it. fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I saw somebody review the record and say that it had that kind of '80s playful Prince thing, where it's fun. Like, let's yeah. pretend we're married was, or right. you know, some of the other sure. times where you you know have fun with some songs that was sexual, but it was cool, you know, and exactly, you're just having man. a good time. You and, got to man, you can't take it so serious. Now you and Theopolis, there's one thing that I noticed that you two had in common when I first interviewed him, and that was your love of all different types of music. Like on his early. Mixtapes, he was using the Smiths in the background right. and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. you guys get to talking about all kinds of just, music just, and conversations.
1: Just, just different things. I mean, like, I, he's kind of in the same vein of of what I'm into. It's like there was really no boundaries to the music that he listened to coming up. You know, um, we might be MCs or uh, first uh, you might call it hip hop or whatever, but I'm, I'm really a funk artist. You know what I mean? And I listen to everything coming up from Bob Marley to Kate Bush to N.W.A. to uh, Neil Young. Metallica, Guns N' Roses, the Rhythmics—I mean, David Bowie, Sting. So when I make music, it's like there's no boundary, so I can use any aspect of any genre of music to get my point across, and that's like you know advantage that you know I seem to to have over an artist that's kind of just pigeonholed into doing one thing. Yeah, that that to me would make it stagnant. It wouldn't be as fun.
0: No, exactly. Now, did most of the people? Did you do this record all over the place, or did you have a lot of people come down to your studio in Atlanta? Yeah, but but probably about 90% of it was done in Atlanta. I,
1: I would invite artists to come, um, we call it the seven-day Venice period where we would just kind of camp out. Like uh, uh, first was uh, Phanagram came down, you know. Yeah. Uh, and once they came down, we would camp out for like seven days. And, you know, it gets you a chance to bond with the artists as well as, you know, kind of go out and we'd go bowling and go out to eat or hit a movie or something and come back and record. And we just stay locked in all day. And then we got a gang of music, you know. Um, got a vault full of songs that I haven't even used yet. Same thing with Little Dragon, you know, they come down to the studio and we camp out, and whatever comes out comes about. Like, um, uh, the album was originally supposed to come out November 13th, but I'm kind of glad it didn't because I got a chance to bring Dragon in for another seven days, you know, and we cut some real cool records like yeah. the Tom Petty record and Descending. Those records came in that period.
0: That's cool. What, and, what our mama told me, was that something you, you got, did when you first got together? Yeah, that was,
1: something, that was one of the first records that we did because um, they, when they first came to the studio, I wanted, really, I was looking for a production from them, you know what I'm saying? And it's like maybe three or four songs that they had gave me, you know, that they wanted me to work on or whatever. But when I played the songs I already had, Yukimi was like, "No, I want to get on this record," you know what I'm yeah. saying? So she got on the record and she killed it. You know, she's great. Yeah, she's really good. Any of you enjoyed performing live with her? You guys did uh, did Fallon. Yeah, we did Fallon tonight. We first did it, um, performed a song in Austin at this Vitamin Water event and rocked it, and, and the fans were crazy. So, um. We cut some new songs on their new record, too, so people got to look out for that.
0: Yeah, let's talk about ASAP Rocky's on the record, too, online. Tell me about uh, working. I like to say that uh,
1: the album, you know, the songs are organically created, never genetically modified. That's my theme. I I was at a radio station in Atlanta with a DJ by the name of Greg Street doing an interview, and I was leaving, and I bumped into ASAP Rocky. And um, I had, you know, got introduced to his music from my man Trevor right here with the camera. Yeah. Like, uh, my videographer actually <laughs> was, cool. had turned me on to it. And I was like, I was, it's, it's cool, because I was like, he was from New York, but he reminded me of, like, one of Texas boys. So when I saw him in the hallway, I told him he was going to the studio. He was like, hey, I'm about to come over there and rock with y'all. Within a couple of hours, he was in the booth. You know, we was working on lines. And um, when Fanagram came back down and Sarah heard it, she was like, I want to get on that. You know what I mean? So it, we just kind of just bounced ideas off of each other and... and I like to work with artists that are, you know, uh, creating and carving their own path. And ASAP is definitely one of those that, that's got his own thing going.
0: Yeah, I mean, ASAP, Kendrick Lamar, people that have come up in the past year or so. Right. Some really, really great people. Yeah, yeah. And the year before, like Theopolis, when he, you know, when he, it was just, there was, so you got, I really, I love the people that you picked up yeah, doing man, the record. You
1: know, I just, I want to keep it diverse because, you know, like right, right about now, a lot of the songs that they're playing on, you know, commercial radio are the same three or four guys on different. Records that sound exactly the same, and we just wanted to get away from that
0: right? I'm so glad you you said that because you know that's an honest evaluation that's how I feel I mean when you listen to a lot of things on pop radio, I mean yeah. you know some of the some of the female singers are interchangeable yeah, you know no, what I mean no, exactly like, you know it's that,
1: that's one thing I could say is I, I could really say it's radio programming because the radio is programming you to like the songs and it might might not be a song that you like, but they, if they play it a hundred times a day. It's going to get it, in your, you uh, your in con-
0: subconscious, it's you know. Programming. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. I like that approach. That it's you know it's it's really organically grown. For sure, for sure, man. And uh, tell me, who who else do you bring in the studio with you when it comes down to getting the music together? Um, I mean, I, you I, know, I usually bring you know, I, I you know my
1: band of course, the band yeah. has been outcast band for forever. Like uh, my guitar players, my horn players, my keyboard players, my percussionists, my drummers, and, and the whole nine yards, and. um... Every album is an, an experimentation project. It's like you, if you're making a, a Frankenstein. That's why I like to call the music frankenfunk because you're stitching together grooves and riffs and melodies to make one cohesive sound. And and, I, and to me, that's what keeps it fun for me. That what keeps me inspired because you never know what you're gonna get. And it's not ever trying to go back and revisit something you've done in the past, but really just trying to see what's out there in the abyss. And and once you get the pieces to them components, it's like getting a combination to a safe man. Yeah. And that, and that's how the songs work out. I, I love it.
0: I like the Frankenfunk reference yeah, too. Yeah, man, I'm gonna have to try. Like oh, oh, See you with a circle around a TM.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Marcus T. Grant, TM. Frankenfunk. That's what yeah. i to him. You, I, 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 keep letting loose the lingo. You know what? <laughs> I'll
0: tell you a funny, a quick funny story. Because you know that song, Frankenstein, that instrumental that was from the '70s by Edgar Winter Group. The reason they call it that was because the thing, like they played for like 45 minutes straight, right. and then he just cut the thing down into pieces, and like he that. said, "Oh, it's, it, it's, just, it's, it's all crazy, cut man. into pieces," so they called it Frankenstein. That's how you it went do to it. number one. That's how you do it, man. <laughs> you know? That's how you got to do it. Which is, a, which is a crazy story. So uh, what you, are you going to take the whole band out on tour and, and do a full-on tour with this people? Oh, because yeah. you've always been about live
1: performance. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Um, I have the whole band, um, the horn players, the drummers, background singers, the bass guitarists, the lead guitarists. And then I also got Phanagram sitting in with me, Josh and Sarah. And the rehearsals were uh, like two days ago were really dope. So That's I'm awesome. excited about that.
0: So you're a dad, too, like myself, yep, you know yep. what I mean? Um, so how are your, are your kids into music, too, and, and did they grow up around the studio? Definitely, Tell me
1: about that. Definitely, man. My kids are studio rats. They've been around the studio from the time they've been in their mother's womb. And, um, like, you know, from the time, like, actually, when they were conceived, when they're kicking, like, certain, certain music, I was amazed with my daughter at first and I, I never really knew that how music really affected them when they were in, in the womb. Like, a certain song would come on, and the baby would get the kicking and crazy, open it, like, lift her stomach up, and it looked like something was trying to get out. Yeah. And that's when I first knew how like, what the vibrations of the music did. And then, um, coming to the fact, when they start getting younger and younger, they start, you know, telling me, like, um, for the bombs of a dad. For, for instance, my baby boy Cross, when I first brought it home, he went crazy ballistic when yeah. he first heard the song. He was just, like, on the ground, running around in circles, going crazy, and I told her, I was like, hey, man, we got to put this out. We definitely got to put it out. <laughs> That's cool. And, and even to this day, like with this record, it was certain songs on, on the album that I play, and my, I'd be taking my son to football practice. like, Daddy, you need to go ahead and put some words on this song, Daddy. You know That's what I'm saying? That's cool. Or I'd be going bowling. He'd be like, when are you going to sing on this one, Daddy? We don't yeah. want to listen to the instrumental. We want to hear you on this
0: one, Daddy. And i was like, okay, cool. That's cool. You're the kids giving you a creative input. The, the baby A&Rs, definitely. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Because you get that honesty. They're unjaded. Exactly. And they'll be they'll be totally straight up. You always know. Like, they'll tell you the truth, no, which is one of for the cool And, and right? at the
1: same time, they teach me things about music, too. Like, I uh, got turned on to Wiz Khalifa and The Weeknd by my daughter. I, I didn't know nothing about them. You know, yeah. At first, because I'm so sheltered in the studio. And i like, yeah, I learned from them, and they learned from me.
0: Isn't that cool that they turn you on to things? It's like my daughter, too, turned me on to Alabama Shakes. Yeah. Like, when before anybody, they were signed or anything, and they were just doing shows. She found this one clip of them. She goes, You gotta hear this. Yeah. yeah. So she turned me on to that. And it's that's cool. Dope. It's good when you exchange that kind of thing with like, your kids. That's on hand parenting, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's great. And especially since you've been playing music around them for oh, the yeah, entire for sure, time. Sure. Which is cool. So t- let's talk about so who were some of the other people that you that you brought out on, onto the record as well.
1: Um actually yeah, T I and Ludacris.
0: Yeah. For for it's in a hometown.
1: A. Yeah, for for N A for <laughs> in the A, it was uh you know it was a time for a new anthem for Atlanta and like, yeah. I wanted to use two lyricists that I respect, and, and, and T.I. and Ludacris were, were uh, two, you know what I'm saying? I worked with T.I. on my last record, and actually when ASAP Rocky came to the studio that night, T.I. also came to the studio because I was going to put him on lines too until Sarah came in and did her part, so then I told him I had another record and came back in a couple weeks later and we did in the A and uh, got Ludacris while he was filming the Fast and Furious to, to put his part on there and just, you know, to represent Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's all camaraderie, brotherhood, and my whole focus is always just, just that the music be jamming. There ain't no gimmicks, no artificial flavors or nothing. Let's just get right to the music.
0: Well, I love that about your records. I think that's the thing that's always been about your solo stuff and Outcast music, For sure. is that it has those, we used the word organic earlier, but it has yeah. that classic feel but brand new, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. very melodic, it's got all the things got it you know and, put a whole and none on. of that none of, none of those fake effects which you know I mean? hey man, which you, yeah there's hey, enough of that out hey, there man, hey man you know I don't
1: know how they, how they doing that stuff live on the road I don't know
0: yeah I don't know you know it's funny I remember uh I was talking I I won't mention the female artist but uh I remember back in that that, that show farm club that you right. came out in two thousand uh, when you and andre were there um I remember the guy who was mixing our sound had just done the Grammys and he was talking about a female pop singer he's like Oh man, you should have heard what she sounded like before the auto tune got turned on. Yeah, man. Like he was hearing the feed into the thing, and then they were doing the treatment. Man, wow. it's like wow. Yeah, man, you gotta you, know? you gotta watch out, man. Yeah. So sooner or later, you gotta take the train wheels off. That's it. Absolutely, <laughs> sure. ride your bike, ride your two wheeler, right? You. But it's great. So listen, I just I want to tell you how excited we are about the record. Let's talk about the artwork on here because yeah. the package itself. If there's an argument, and I always say I love artworks, too. Right, you know what right, I mean? It's very yeah. important to me. It's a really cool, this deluxe package. It's got, yeah. like, you know, you got all the lyrics in there, which right. I think is very cool. Yep. But who did the artwork? It's kind um,
1: The actual The cover was done by my my buddy Justin, and he just wanted really capture the essence of, of me and and how he did it through colors. It's just the same way I put the music together, like a tapestry where all the colors represent emotions and feelings. But, yeah. you know, my face like a McDonald's, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the whole thing with albums, if you don't know me by now, You'll never know me. You know what I mean? So just as that is splashed together, so is the sound for the the records and all the stuff in the inside in the booklet. Because every song has a illustration for it. It was done by my buddy Rob the barber. He's actually my barber. He's a dope artist. He actually did the artwork for the vinyl for my last record. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, everything is in-house. It's all family, man. And I just like to pay attention to detail, even down to the videos, you know, uh, with the Mama Told Me video with Syndrome and, yeah. and, and with, with Kelly. You know, we wanted the visual to look like the, what the music sound like. And yeah. Uh, we're going to try to do one to every song, man, and just really keep it going.
0: Yeah, I like the way you did the whole thing where, you, you know, online there was a like tracks. You were talking about the different records, yeah. and you know what I mean, where you were and, you, you know, directors. So. What about the back cover? Because this is a really cool, like, psychedelic-like yeah. Yeah. painting yeah, here, which def- is pretty amazing. Definitely,
1: man. I just I I, I, just, I think it's like sound domination. That's what I get from it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, I really have to ask Like them, the pyramids. Yeah, yeah like, I, 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 got, I got to ask him what that mean, man. Like, just like <laughs> yeah. the pyramids in the video, I got, ask the, I got to ask the director about that. It's like a lot of pyramid things yeah. going on.
0: Yeah. It's very cool. It's <laughs> great, man. I, I recommend everybody. My go man, like to call them ringer. triangles. What I yeah. call yeah. it, call them spades. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. gotcha but it's great. Well it's it's I just want to tell you how great it is to see you today. For sure. But what else uh is there what else are you listening to right now that you really like you want to tell your fans to check out? Is there uh, anything else that that uh, you've been turned on to lately? That, um definitely old that, album or new, or maybe one of each. Um definitely um um I'm, a Kate I'm, Bush I'm, thing yeah, you definitely. and I have been talking about yeah, for yeah. years. I mean too. definitely on Kate
1: Bush. I mean that fifty words for Snow album that Snowed in the Willow Street is my favorite cut off of that record. Um been listening to the new Mumford and Sons, The, the Babble. I mean The Sign No More album was like my one of my favorites of uh, when they came out, and the new one is like I, I, I had it on shuffle, and the songs just come on. I just, I just really dig it, man. The soulfulness of the, of the, of the albums, uh, as well as that Killer Mike rap music album, yeah, very off the cuff, off the wall. His visuals for that are, are really outstanding as well. So, yeah, yeah man, That's- I'm on it. I, I mean, I listen, I got like 13,000 songs on my iPod, I just put it on shuffle, and
0: right, yeah. You're like me, man. It's you got to have like you know, it's a soundtrack that could last. It can play uh, for like 365 days. days yeah. Right? And you ever look? Off, you ever look when you put it in your like MacBook Pro or whatever and when you we'll iTunes it, for it, for it says like how many repeat. days? Exactly. <laughs> An and I never and got second. a chance to try it out. either. Yeah. That's Crazy because it always reset it. Yeah. Right. It's a pretty. See, mad music man too though, man. I, I know yeah. what time it is. Yeah. Straight up. Now you are. That's why we always get. We always enjoy talking exactly, about stuff, which is very cool. Well, Big Boy, it was great to have you here. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate
1: it. It's good seeing you again. I'm glad you dig the music too, man. I I know. It's just a lot about keeping the craft going, just not just hip-hop music, but all music. You know what I mean? Don't get strapped to one thing, man. And just everybody just try to strive to to evolve into something else. Definitely.
0: Yeah, and you've always been able to do that, which I think is great, and... I, again, I recommend pick up the new album, Vicious Lies and Dangerous Rumors. Yeah, the new one from Big Boy. It's great to see you. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, man. You got it. <laughs> Matt Pinfield Big Boy on the Hivecast. We on that perp Yeah. This has been the Hivecast with Matt Pinfield. For all things music, news, interviews, live events, and more, go to mtvhive.com.